So I, uh, I was thinking about my first job, my first real job out of school. I graduated college up in Seattle, moved to the Bay Area, wanted to work in the tech industry, and I got a job as an account assistant in a PR firm called Wilson McHenry Company, and um, it's very exciting. And uh, did that, and you know, learned learned what PR is about. I mean, I had a little chapter of that at, at school, but you know, learned how to do that, learned how the company worked, learned how to work with clients and so forth. And uh, after about, I don't know, six months or so, a few months, they promoted me to account executive, which that sounds pretty good, right? <laughs> I was 23, I was like, executive, dang. Didn't realize how desperate they must have been, right? But um, what got me there um, is is them, they decided to, you know, to promote me up. That, was, that decision was in their hands. And then I was thinking, well, what qualified me for that? And you know, at first I just thought, well, that, that six months I must have done okay and, and checked some boxes. And, um, and then I was also thinking, well, going to college, that helped, you know, that got me the job in the first place. That was a qualification they were looking for. And then what kept me in that position would be what? What would keep me in that position? Hard work. Yeah, work, yeah, absolutely, right? Are you gonna perform? How do you deal with clients? How do you, let's see it. And if I don't do those things, I either go back down or I find a new job, right? All right, so that's the way the world works, right? That's pretty familiar. We've all been on that to some extent, right? Now, what about um, what Jesus is doing in us? Last Sunday, we looked at this. We had this diagram, and hopefully it helps you. Visuals help me. And this is what uh, God has done for us. God transferred us from the dominion of darkness, so this power structure down here where we're trying to work for and please these different things, and um, some of these are really good things, right? But sometimes they can even enslave us if we make them the ultimate thing. And we often do make those things, relationships, fitness, family, I mean, good things, money, that, that's good stuff. But if we make it the ultimate stuff, then it can be uh, binding us. And we're going to be frustrated because those things are not made to be the ultimate things. But if that's all we know, that's all we got, then what else are you going to do, Right. You might swap different things out. Hey, I pursued that hard, and that's pretty good, but I need something else now. You're trying to fill the hole, right? And, uh, but thankfully, God in his mercy lifted us up. He transferred us, red arrow, into the kingdom of his son, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins, forgiveness for the things that we, you know, ways we compromise, the ways we used others uh, down here in the dominion of darkness. So this is what God has done for us. Now, oh, how did we get transferred? How did we get promoted up into the kingdom of God? Who did that? God, yeah. You and I could not climb that, uh, that distance ourselves. Okay, and um, what, uh, what qualified you? What did you do to qualify you? Yeah. Said yes, thank you. I need that. Um, I'll take that gift. Uh, Jesus qualified us. Jesus' work on the cross specifically qualified us, right? Clean the slate for us so we could be set in right relationship with God, be put in right standing, justified, put in right standing with God because of what he did for us. We said thank you. All right, so that's what God is. Now, what keeps us up there? Better be good. Yeah, 
Jesus, right? His work. He, you're there. Man, you're in. You're, you're, a, you're a lifer. You're in the kingdom of God in the good sense. You're in the kingdom of God because of what he's done for you. He sustained you in his mercy. Um, it's not about now that we're in this kingdom, it's not like, hey, man, I better keep performing. I might get dropped down. That's not the way the kingdom of God works. And it's hard for us to get our heads around that. You know, we're so used to the other system where, man, I better do good or I'm out of here. You know, I got to be cautious, got to be always wary. No, you are put in right standing with God. You have been saved. You have been transferred. You are qualified because of what Jesus did for you. It's past tense verbs when you're going through the New Testament. And it's such good news. That's why it's good news. We just said yes. Thank you. All right, now, since that's true, and let's, let's think of it that way. Since you are right now in the kingdom of God, eternally secure in him, that seems like it should impact how we live today. Seems like it should have bearing on our, our day-to-day, right? Because that's a pretty big deal. All right, so that's where we go next in Colossians. We're taken to Colossians 3.1. This is now the way we should think about life and doing life. Let's go there. Colossians 3, verse 1 in your bulletin up here. Here we go. Since then, you have been, past tense, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. All right, you have been raised with Christ. Now there's this action to do. Set your hearts now actively, daily. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is. Where is he? He's seated at the right hand of God in the heavenlies. All right, the God realm. Set your minds, your hearts and your minds on things above, not on earthly things, not on those domain of darkness things anymore. All right? For, listen, you died. You died. That's a radical change. Remember baptism yes, or last week. You died to the old, alive and the new. You died and your life is now, right now, hidden with Christ in God, in the heavenly realm, in his presence. When Christ, who is your life, appears, future, that day, day's coming, then you also will appear with him in glory. All this will be revealed. Now just do this with me. Just close your eyes for a minute and picture that. Right now, even as you sit where you are, feeling the weight of your body on that chair, you are spiritually seated right now with Christ in God. God most high, the maker, the creator, the infinite, the absolute uh, power of the universe. Your life right now is hidden, secure with Christ in God, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. In the heavenly realm where God's rule and reign is complete right now. He is at peace. We are secure. All is solid. You are spiritually united with him right now. And that's true right now as you sit there with your eyes closed. It's true when the baby is crying. It's true when your boss or client is being difficult. It's true when you're stressed out on the freeway. It's true when you're in pain physically or emotionally. It's true when you're alone. It's true when you are in a crowd. It's true all the time. Whatever is happening, whatever you're working through in that moment, it is true. You have been raised up with Christ. 
Your life is hidden with him right now in God. All right. It's a good place to be. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You did that for us. I was driving. I did have this moment this morning where there's this tricky little intersection. If you get on Highway 24 coming toward Walnut Creek um, on the on-ramp on Pleasant Hill Road, you have to get on there, and then you have to get over to get to Ignacio. And uh, usually, man, when there's traffic, it's hard. You've got to get over, and the lane disappeared. It's stressful, right? In the morning, it's not so bad. I was, I was zipping over there. I was a little bit late, so I was, I was you know, gunning it. And um, got over there, and I was little, as the sun was blazing, it was crisp, it was beautiful, and Jesus reminded me, dude, you're seated with me in the heavenlies. Like, it was just, in the moment of that tension, I was reminded of the spiritual reality. That's where God wants us to live more and more. We can live there more and more as we set our hearts and minds on things above. Now, we have to be here, right? I have to keep my eyes on the wheels. I can't close my eyes. Oh, yeah, Jesus, I'm seated with you, <laughs> right? But we can do both together and dip in. When you're going into a stressful meeting, remember, you're seated with Christ in homies. He's right there. You're, you're in him. He's in you. Jesus is supreme. He's the highest thing. And he's with you. And you're with him. More so, remember this from last week, you are in him. He is in you right then, the hope of glory. He is in you. Wow, this is good news, right? And it's true. It, whether you think about it, if you've thought about this last month or not, it was true. If you're in Christ, it was true that whole time. And now we get the opportunity to live in it mindfully, right? I am in Christ right now. I'm above this. I'm okay. It's going to be okay. Whatever's going on down here, I'm okay. I'm secure. And that's eternal security. Now, whatever happens down here, you are locked in with Jesus forever. Whew, yes, amen. All right, now, um, let's just put that fill in right here. Um, next one is, since you are now, let me just make sure I didn't skip ahead. I got so excited there. Let's see. All right, set your head. Yeah, all right. Since this is true, right? Since this is true, uh, let's do this fill in. Since you are now in Christ... Put him and what he says first in your life. So I'm, I'm putting some uh, extra thought around that. Set your minds on Christ. Set your hearts uh, above. Set your minds above. Like that's our active part in this. Okay? Uh, since you are now in Christ, put him and what he says first in your life. Keep that up there as you're negotiating life. As you're working through decisions. As you're interacting with people. Him, because he's there, set him first, highest, and what he says. And as we do this, we're getting experience of the kingdom of God, which is now, but not yet. It's now, you are now in him, it's present in you and me, and it's not yet, because this domain of darkness is still running strong, and we're, we're on earth still, even though we're also in heaven. Okay, now... Since this is true, you're seated with Christ, live accordingly. Now, we get some specifics. There's, this is where we go next in the word here. We get some specifics about how to now live as sons and daughters of God, citizens of God's kingdom in Christ, with Christ in us, day to day. All right, you ready? Here, here's what it looks like. More action for us. Now, let me just pause. Colossians 1 through 2 
It's all about what God has done for you, who you are in him, and who Christ is. Remember, he's way up there. Uh, so we get that locked in. Now it affects how we live. Now we start to live it out. And that's where we transition in Colossians 3 through 4. All right, here it goes. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. So there's some things, uh, domain of darkness kind of things that are still attached to us that we still need to like take off like old clothing that doesn't fit anymore, okay? Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature. Here's some examples. Sexual immorality, all right, impurity, lust, that's kind of a cluster of things. Evil desires, that's very broad. Okay, yeah, lots of evil desires that's, that could be put in that category. And greed, just, man, trying to make something be more than it should be and making it the ultimate thing when it's not the ultimate thing. Greed, which is idolatry, you know? Basically, idolatry is I'm putting another god before God. I'm making a god out of this thing. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. So then you get this jarring, like, hey, because of those things, those acts of rebellion against God that humanity is in, domain of darkness, the wrath of God is coming against those things. That's, that's part of the message that we get repeatedly through uh, the Bible as well. God's wrath is coming. His just punishment for those things. God will punish those things. So thank you, Lord, for saving us out of that, right? Okay, verse 7, you used to walk in these things. So in the, the mind of Paul and filled with the Holy Spirit is, hey, before you were in Christ, I used to walk in those things. Now, some of us grew up in the church and you, had, you weren't perfect for sure, but you, know, you avoided some of the things that others of us did not avoid. And so for me, this is very, yeah, I used to walk in those things in the life I once lived. All right, but then I'm also thinking, you know, I still walk in those things sometimes. So that's why we get this, these statements. Put to death those things now. Uh, but now, verse 8, now, now that you've been raised with Christ, you're in Christ and Christ is in you, you must also rid yourselves of all such things. So keep getting rid of these things. Keep taking them off. When you realize, ah, it's there again, just pull that thing off. Rid yourselves of things such as these. Anger. Rage, malice. Malice is like kind of evil scheming, you know, those imaginations you have after you have a bad interaction with somebody, you're like how you wanted to, wish you, wish you had gotten that, that dig back, but you didn't, you know, that's, that's malicious thinking. All right. Anger, rage, malice, slander. Same things about people that's not true. Filthy language. You put gossip in there as well. Filthy language from your lips. Man, I tell you what, before I was a Christian, whoa. Tasty language, salty, salty language. Grew up in Vegas, you know? <laughs> Different standards. All right. Do not lie to each other. Since you've taken off your old self, remember baptism, you died to that stuff. You put it down. When you came to God, it's a picture of repentance. You died to the old, alive in the new. Since you've done that, uh, don't lie to each other. Take off, you've taken the old self off with its practices and have put on the new self. It's not just putting it off. It's not just taking stuff off. You're putting new things on. God's bringing you into some good things. All right? And you put on the new self, this new creation, which is being renewed as we do these things, as we take these things off, as we set our minds on Christ. 
which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. We're becoming more Christ-like. The, the good things of God, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, good, those things, uh, we're being renewed in those things. God's wanting to build those things into us more and more so that we reflect more of who God is. We become true image bearers of God. All right. So we who are in Christ, seated with Christ in the heavenlies now, we have a new aim. We have a new focus, right? God things, kingdom things, not the stuff that the world's all fired up about, all right? Since we're new in him, we must take off those old things. They don't fit anymore, right? They just don't fit. I mean, it's, it's kind of like... <laughs> it's like you guys, I'm telling you. It's like this hat doesn't fit me or something. All right. I, I'm really hungry. I don't know. I just love Burger King. Mmm. Mmm. So good. I don't even know what I'm doing up here anymore. What's going on? What's going on with you? What? Wow. All right. I mean, I really wanted to go crazy with this. That's about as far as I want to go. That stuff does not really fit me. That's the idea, right? So it doesn't fit anymore. These things, these old things, it's so salty. Wow. I mean, it's, it's worse than McDonald's. McDonald's is all right once in a while. All right. <laughs> It just doesn't fit, right? Um, these old things do not fit who we are now. Who we are. It doesn't fit your new identity. You're a son and daughter of God. You are a part of his kingdom. Christ is, is in you. He calls us holy ones. He's made us holy. We're a royal priesthood. We're a holy nation. This is who we are. Now we get an opportunity to live more and more in that. And that's a progression. That's why it's put off these things. We need to be told to do that because we drift back into them, right? We fall back into them. This week, we dabbled in some of this stuff probably in some way. And this is not a comprehensive list, but these are the things that we, we can just default into pretty easily. All right. So there we go. Take that stuff off. And then he gives us neat aside. Verse 11. It says, here in this new thing, here there's neither... Gentile nor Jew. So that was the big division in the Old Testament, under the Old Covenant. There's no, no, no longer that division. There's no longer circumcised or uncircumcised. It's a way to say the same thing. Barbarian, you know, so the Greeks, like the, the civilized people, like to look down on the barbarians that didn't speak Greek. Scythian, they were the worst. Slave or free, you know, so th that was basically
Yeah. All right, oh, there we go. All right, slave or free. Um, but Christ now is all and is in all. So it's a picture of the new humanity. Those old things that used to divide us, separate us, those old categories, those old, old hierarchies, no longer. Because in Christ, we who were all part of that domain of darkness, born into that thing, we've been transferred up into the kingdom of His Son. We all were redeemed. We all were qualified by Him. We all received grace and mercy. It's all flat in Christ. Isn't that great? Those old divisions, socioeconomic divisions, ethnic divisions, um, we can go on to political divisions. Those things that work against the unity of Christ and his kingdom, they don't fit anymore. Now Christ is all and he is in all. So we need to not let anything divide us. That's part of um, being in this kingdom of God. And so this, this thought continues, all right? Verse 12, therefore as God's chosen people, all of us, he chose you. That's why you're in it. He just decided to choose you in his mercy. God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved. Yes, Lord, thank you. Now clothe yourselves with good things, compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Think about those things. When you're in a relationship where those things are abundant, when you're in a a home, if you grew up in a house like that where there was a lot of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, ooh, doesn't that sound nice? A church, right? Let's be that, at least in this little microbody, right? Compassionate, kind, humble, gentleness. These things build up relationship. These things grow relationship. That's how we grow in unity. Verse 13 more, bear with each other. That's part of being in this fellowship together. Bearing with each other. Sticking in with people even when they drive us crazy. And forgiving one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, just forgive. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. This is the new way. We're to clothe ourselves in this more and more. Verse 14, and over all these things, Tie it all together. Put on love. What kind of love? The love that God showed us. Put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. That's a great one, right? As you go out of here, as you go into the next thing, as you drive, as you go to work, as you zoom on, zoom into your meetings, Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Remember, you're seated with him. He's at peace. Let his peace, his peace rule in your hearts. Not anxiety, not fears, not the what ifs, not your own stuff, not other people. Let the the peace of Christ rule. Let it rule in your hearts. Something we have to kind of struggle to make happen. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Be thankful. There's so much to be thankful for. We're so easy. It's so easy for us to see what we don't have, what we lack. Just be thankful. So much to be thankful for. The big one is you've been transferred up, man. You're, you're secure. Whatever happens. There's so much freedom possible there, isn't there? If you knew this 100%, right? That you are seated with Christ in the right now, whatever comes, a lot more freedom, a lot more peace could be accessed by us. 
we could be um, people who embody that peace more and that presence. That's the opportunity for us. Do you want to do that? You know, do I want this? I, yeah, of course, right? Do I want this? Do you want this? If so, what do we do? Here's the next bit of the message, part two. A couple things for us to remember. Let's, let's live in this more. What are some things that are going to help us live in this more? 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Listen to this. God is faithful. He is. He's faithful. We're faithless. He's faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. So things happen this week. Things happen later today. He will not let you be tempted beyond your ability. That's, isn't that? Wow. Thank you, God. Because, okay. Sometimes I feel like I'm being tempted beyond my ability. But, all right. But with the temptation, the testing, the pressurized situation, um, the, the, the temptation to sin or whatever, he will also provide a way of escape. There's going to be a, an exit sign, right? Picture that. Right? Look at it real quick. Just visual. There will be an exit for you when you're tempted to lash out in anger. When you're tempted to watch something or be in something that you shouldn't be in. When you're tempted to go back to that old relationship, remember there's an exit for you. There's a way of escape. God's right there with you. He hasn't left you when you started to think about those other things. He's with you right there, showing you a way of escape. So let's take it, right? Let's take it. Look for it. When it comes, it'll come this week, right? Maybe later today. It'll come. Take the exit. Look for it. Green light means go out that way. All right. I, I had one this, yeah, I had one yesterday. Um, and I was just tempted. I, I was being, um, what's the word? Someone was talking to me about something that was frustrating them. So I, uh, in that moment, I was in the middle of a task and not my best timing, but hey, this stuff was fresh in my mind. And I was able just to stop and listen and not react. Not defend. I was tempted to react. I was tempted to go to my old defensive posture. Well, let me explain why you're wrong with that. You know, <laughs> that, that was just there. But thankfully, I had this picture. Wayne, you're seated with Christ in the homies. You're, you, you don't have to operate in those old ways. All right? And it was good. I, I didn't say anything, and that was a victory. Right? I just listened. I took it in. Okay. There's a way of escape every time. I just don't always take it. But there's also this reality, and this may have happened to you this week, where you didn't take the way of escape. You didn't look for it. You didn't care. You wanted to go that old way, right? So when that happens, in that situation, we need to remember 1 John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all, you know, it's just how I felt. No. If you sin, when you sin, when you don't take the way of escape, confess your sin, acknowledge it, own it, right? Name it. He's faithful and just to forgive your sins and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. It's like a new start, clean start, right? You're changing your status with God and his kingdom has not changed at all. It's just, let's clean that up because it doesn't fit me anymore. All right, I'm going to acknowledge it. No, it's, doesn't, it's not good. It doesn't fit. I uh, wish I hadn't done that, and so forth. So we're going to do this together. We're going to practice this together because there are some things that maybe have come to mind 
in your life right now that you're continuing in or that you tend to fall back into or that this week you know you're susceptible to. So let's ask God to help us see those things that he wants to help us take off uh, and get rid of. Ways that don't lead to life, but that undermine, you know, who we are. That don't fit who we are anymore. All right, so first step, I'm going to, let's read a prayer together. And um, I got this from the Freedom in Christ class, which is this way, one of the things they do in there that I really like is pray out loud. And so we're going to do that together. I'm going to read you this prayer, and then we're going to pray it out loud if, it, if you're like, yeah, I want that, I want to buy into that. So here's the prayer we're going to do together. Heavenly Father, I confess that I have given into some of these old earthly sinful ways instead of living in the new Christ-like ways. Please bring to mind the specific things that you want to cleanse me of and confess. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to bring these things to mind, and then the next two steps are going to be take that thing off and put on the new. All right, so this is step one. If you want to pray that out loud with me, let's do it together now. It's right there. Here we go. Heavenly Father, I confess that I have given into some of these old, earthly, sinful ways instead of living in the new, Christ-like ways. Please bring to my mind the specific things that you want to cleanse me of and confess. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Okay, now you could scribble those down. You could, you know, make a note of it because we're going to have an opportunity to confess that as well. Now for steps two and three, you might be sitting next to some of you like, I don't really want them to see that. So to prevent some of that self-consciousness, get up now. Just play around. Just play with it. Just go with it. So get up. Find a, just spread out. Find space and just be on your own. If you have your bulletin, I encourage you to take it. Um, that'll help you out, and just, you know, where you feel free, because I'm also going to have you pray out loud, and, uh, you know, I did this in a class, and I just realized, you know, I need to go in the other room, so feel free, spread out, um, and here we go. Now, for I'm just going to talk you through these two steps, two and three. You're going to do these on your own, so step two, this is what we're going to do. We're going to put to death these old, earthly, sinful ways, so here's the list of things that we're highlighted in Colossians. Of course, it's not comprehensive. God may bring something, have brought something else to mind. So you're going to just kind of circle that one. So let's say, for example, me was anger. Um, I didn't take the way of escape this week in one of those. So this is what I would do at this point. I'd say, Heavenly Father, I confess that I have sinned against you by anger, by falling into anger, by, by raging, by lashing out. However, whatever word you want to put around there. Thank you for forgiving and cleansing me. All right? First Corinthians, I mean, First John 1, we just read that. I now choose to turn away. This is repentance. I choose, I make a decision to turn away from anger, that, that old, that angry reaction. I renounce it and put it to death. Like this is you actively taking a stand against this thing and taking it off. All right? This is what we just heard to do. I turn to you, Lord. So I'm going to do that. And then the next part, it's not just about taking stuff off, it's putting stuff on. Part three is clothe yourself with these new Christ-like ways. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say gentleness. Man, I need to grow in that. God wants to encourage me to put more of that on. Heavenly Father, I choose to put on gentleness. Please strengthen me in this new way and make it increase in my life. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. So I'm going to give you a couple minutes here to do this. Let the Lord bring the things to mind confess them, take them off, and then put on this new stuff, and then I'll come back up here. All right, go for it. Does that make sense?
Okay, good. Yep. And you can pray out loud. Might be a little awkward. You know, we can do this anytime, any place. Take this with you. Um, again, those lists are not comprehensive. You can tweak the words a little bit. They're not magic words, but you know, just this is a process for us. And let's uh, let's stand together now and uh, just close this up with this other prayer. And then, you know, continuing on to this last song, feel free to spend more time with God. Sometimes, you know, it's just kind of this repeated thing that I get stuck in, one of these habitual sins. I just encourage you after uh, or during this next song, after church, get prayer for it. Sometimes that just helps to have somebody come alongside you. And, um, yeah, and this is a lot of the process that you learn in Freedom in Christ. I encourage you next time around, that's offered, get into that. Let's stand together. Here's a prayer. Let's, why don't you read it? Quietly, then we'll do it out loud. Don't you know what you're saying before you say it out loud? All right, if that sounds good to you, let's pray it out loud together. Thank you, Father, for calling us out of the old and into the new. Please help us to resist sin, the devil, and our old ways. Help us to choose to live more and more in the new. Amen. All right.